The following is a hoop bowl presentation. Plays it into Trey. Two seconds wide. Trey Slaughter. already know who it is hello and welcome back to hoop ball hawks the show here on the hoop ball network that is taking flight we cover everything regarding the atlanta hawks i'm your host brad harden aka your wifey's favorite podcast host recording live from atlanta georgia and i'm recording this on tuesday august 3rd and free agency is here contract season is here and the hawks have made some moves, but not all the moves that we were hoping and expecting to see this free agency. And John Collins' watch is in full effect right now as of 10 a.m. Eastern time. Right now, as I'm recording, got my coffee right next to me before going to work. No deal has been reached between John Collins and the Atlanta Hawks, keeping me, Hawks supporters, fans, on the edge of their seats right now. And I know I was up late like it was election night, watching, hoping for the news to come in that John Collins has extended his time here in Atlanta. But we're going to still wait. We're going to still watch. That's going to be a special episode if and when that happens or whatever happens with John Collins. And another Hawk yesterday did get a bag and a big bag. And we're going to be happy to announce that here on this program as we continue to go through free agency. We've made some additions to free agency, but there's still some time left. We're going to get into all of this after this plug for my bookie. If you like losing money, turn this off right now. But if you love free band, free bands, just like Super Future, then keep listening. Sports betting is getting huge across the nation, and all of my homies love to bet on games. There are a bunch of sites out there for sports betting, but all of my homies love my bookie. Why? Because it's so easy to use. And since y'all my homies too, I'm going to plug you. All my homies listening right now can sign up for my bookie with the promo code HOOPBALL to unlock a 100% deposit match bonus. 100%, just like an A-plus in school. Hopefully you got them, but if not, this your chance to get 100%. You like playing blackjack? There are some very fun and free blackjack tournaments, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. There is so much that you can do on my bookie, and the best thing is, is that no cash is required to enter, and you can win up to $100 in daily challenges and up to $1,000 in weekly tournaments. So you want a chance at free cash money? Then again, my homies, sign up with the promo code HOOPBALL to unlock a 100% deposit match bonus and try to score some in the words of future, like I said earlier, free band, free band. All right, and we are back. Before I get into free agency, there was a trade that happened a couple days ago that's still not official 
They were supposed to be working out the details the last two days. I was on standby to record when they made it official, but I will go ahead and talk about it. The trade occurred between the Boston Celtics, our Atlanta Hawks, and the Sacramento Kings, who we are very familiar with making trades with. This trade sent Chris Dunn, Bruno Fernando, and a 2023 second-round pick to the Boston Celtics in exchange for forward slash center Tristan Thompson. And then in turn, the Hawks will send Tristan Thompson to the Sacramento Kings for backup point guard DeLon Wright. And as I said before, the trade is not official right now. They're still working out details. Could be a fourth team. But right now, I'm going to talk as if this trade is a done deal. And the addition of DeLon Wright is a really good addition for the Atlanta Hawks, who needed a backup point guard, preferably a veteran. We drafted, obviously, Sharif Cooper, who's going to be young and exciting. And there were several people who tweeted that say, hey, I don't know if you really want to give Sharif Cooper the keys to the to the backup position yet as far as the point guard roster spot here on the Atlanta Hawks. So DeLon Wright is a very solid backup point guard that fills the need. You have another vet who has eight seasons under his belt that can help this team. He has size. He's known for dishing the ball out. He can rebound. He's 6'5", almost 6'6", as a point guard. He was almost a 40% three-point shooter last year. He has gotten better and better at the three ball as he's gone through his career. Solid defender. He's known for getting steals on a defensive end of the floor. And I think this is a solid addition when this becomes official because, obviously, it helps Sharif Cooper, who is a rookie. You have a veteran that can show you the ropes. It's going to help that second unit move Lou Will off the ball if he does come back, making him even more effective because Lou Will can be on or off the ball. And with DeLon Wright's three-point shooting, he can be on or off the ball, and he's a really good rebounder. So you add another rebounder as a guard in that second unit, which will help. And, obviously, it's going to help Trey Young because when Trey Young is off the floor, you have someone who's an experienced backup point guard in the league who's known to get others involved and can score in his own right. So I just think that all around, this was a very, very good move if this move becomes official. We're still waiting for the final details and the final okay on this trade, but I wanted to just be preemptive and talk about DeLon Wright's potential impact on this team. I think it will be a very positive one. I mean, we lose Bruno Fernando, who really didn't give us a lot last year. We lose a second-round pick in 2023. And to be honest, the Hawks don't need any more rookies or picks for the next four or five years. We're going to talk about why that time frame. And Chris Dunn, who unfortunately wasn't available this year, and the Hawks were reportedly shopping Chris Dunn going into the draft, and no one was really biting. So, hey, there's a team that bit. It was the Boston Celtics. They get, you know, a solid defender, a solid backup point guard, and hopefully he can be healthy and be productive for the Boston Celtics outside of, you know, the games where they play the Atlanta Hawks. So we wish Bruno and Chris Dunn both the best whenever this does become official. Now switching gears to free agency. And as I said at the top of the program, as of now, John Collins and the Atlanta Hawks are not close to an agreement as far as what was reported yesterday, midday. There are teams still 
interested in John Collins, I mentioned the Spurs, the Timberwolves, the Mavericks, among others, were interested in John Collins' services. And it was reported a couple of days ago that teams around the league were pessimistic about signing John Collins because they just had the growing suspicion that, hey, we think he's going to come back to Atlanta, which is slightly encouraging because, one, that means something is being put out, out there to those teams. Two, those teams that were interested, the Spurs, the Mavericks, and the T-Wolves. Well, not the T-Wolves. T-Wolves didn't really spend a lot of money yesterday. but So they're still in play. They're still hoping that they can get John Collins. The Spurs and the Mavericks both spent some money yesterday. And I don't know if it's enough money left to truly give John Collins what he is wanting. But right now, I guess no news is good news until it happens. So we're going to continue to be on John Collins' watch. I'm nervous. I'm, you know, not nervous, just anxious. I'm very anxious to see what is going to happen. I'm, and I'm sure you listeners listen to the program as far as what will happen with John Collins because we did a thing yesterday that is going to solidify you know, this franchise for the next four or five years. But the next important thing, and I feel like this was the most important thing because I felt like the other thing was going to happen. I'll talk about it, but we need to bring John Collins back. He wants to be back. We saw the impact on this roster, and he he loves Atlanta. He's talked about how much he loves Atlanta. He loves his team. He loves his organization, and we really don't want to see him go. So both sides are going to have to come to an agreement. There's going to have to be some compromise as far as giving John Collins closer to what he wants or John Collins making a sacrifice. I will never ask a young player to sacrifice their bag for the greater good, especially when this is their first contract. But with the direction this Hawks team is going, that might be the conversation that you need to have with John Collins and lay out a plan for, hey, this is what we're trying to do to become a contender for the next few years. And they already made that one of those moves yesterday. So we're going to continue to be on John Collins watch. And when that news drops, we will have an emergency podcast. Another player who was on the roster last year that has yet to be signed was obviously the Gwinnett County product, Lou Will. Right now, there was conflicting reports. There was reports saying that Lou Will will be willing to come back for the veteran minimum. But I've also heard reports that he reportedly wants a two to three year deal. And the Milwaukee Bucks, Indiana, Indiana Pacers are both interested in Lou Will's services. So both of those reports have been floated out there. I would love to see Lou Will come back to a one-year deal. Hopefully, if we can get him in a discount, hey, come on back home. Come on back home and, you know, finish it out. Because I know after the season, he even put a post that said he'd be interested in coming back as he just loved what he saw from this roster and this team here in Atlanta. And it was probably a shock to him coming from the Clippers as when he – First got traded here, he was pondering retirement, and now he's talking about continuing to play in the NBA. So those, I, right now, the most important thing is John Collins. Take care of John Collins, and from there, you can figure out how much money you have left over to pay Lou Will if you want to bring Lou Will back. Now, going into free agency, the biggest needs and targets, and I'm not going to say backup point guard because Technically, if it's official, DeLon Wright fills that role. But I felt like the only other needs was maybe another 
two guard, maybe. But most importantly, another big forward or center who can stretch the floor and rim protect off the bench while Okongwu is out. Give Capella some spell and, you know, have the ability to, you know, stretch the floor and shoot the three. And I put out some options on Corbin's show, which will be released later this week. Uh, we talked about free agency and the state of the franchise. So that's going to be a fun episode. Shout out Corbin if you listen to this. Um, that was a really fun episode where I talked about, foreshadowed some potential targets. Uh, I talked about JaVale McGee being available. It would be cool if you got Nerlens Noel, uh, Enos Cantor. But I did not mention, I mean Dwight Howard potentially, but I did not mention the player that we ended up getting to fill that need. And shame on me, but... I just kind of just overlooked them, unfortunately. And the center that we signed to fill that need is 31-year-old center from Senegal, Gorgie Dang, who played at the University of Louisville and signed a one-year $4 million deal to come to Atlanta. And I thought this was a very solid signing for the Hawks. I mean, only spend $4 million, you get a one-year deal. You get a guy who can play the four to five, stretch the floor as he is a very capable three-point shooter with his size. He fills a need off the bench while Okongwu is out rehabbing. He can give Capella a spell. Like I said, he's a vet. Played so far 10 years in the NBA under his belt. Last year, he was a 43% three-point shooter as a 6'11 big. And he can alter shots, grab rebounds, and a pretty good free throw shooter. And I can see Dang being out there with Gallo whenever Okongu is back, you know, giving you know, Capella a spell, you know, maybe being out there with Nathan Knight. Who knows what lineups are going to be out there, especially whatever the roster is, what it is, come next season. And... Obviously, it depends on what happens with John Collins, but I thought it was a very solid, solid signing for, for, for that fills a need for the Hawks uh, for the next year, especially with Okongwu being out. And then the Hawks also let yesterday brought back Solomon Hill to a one-year deal. I like the move. He made a huge impact as a veteran, you know, presence in that locker room. He used to set the tone, you know, defensively in practice, set the tone in games. And when there was a lot of injuries to the small forward position for the Atlanta Hawks last year, Solomon Hill did step up. Now, he's not a guy who needs a lot of minutes. And we talked about that in past programs and fans have complained about it. But it's all about who's available. And regardless of what people say, Solomon Hill, we saw it. Even if you just watch him interact on a bench with the young players, if you hear about you know what people say about him in practice, He's a positive impact on his team. He's been to an NBA Finals. He's been in championship organizations. So it's good to bring him back. We need vets on his team. And now we have vets and Dang, who not a ton of, you know, playoff success or experience, therefore, but he's a 10-year vet. You have Solomon Hill, who's a vet, and you bring in DeLon Wright as a vet. It's good to continue to fill this roster with veterans on this team and it would be nice to have, you know, Lou Will potentially come back as another veteran. But obviously, we have to, you know, make the numbers work. 
And speaking of numbers, Trey Young got numbers in a bag yesterday. He was eligible for an extension as his rookie contract will end, was set to end next year. And he has agreed to a five-year up to $210 million. $210. Get paid, young brother. Get paid. Mm, to stay with the Atlanta Hawks, ice trade a game for whew, getting cold in the booth. Uh, he will get $210 million if he makes the All-NBA team next year, which I think he has a good chance of doing that, especially being slighted this year from All-NBA, slighted as an All-Star, slighted from the Olympic team. I think he still has more to prove, and I think he's going to go out there and do it. If he does not make the All-NBA team next year, he still will make a measly $170 million. So regardless, we're getting Trey Young at a premium. It is well-deserved. I expected this to happen. It is well-deserved. And now the Hawks have the cornerstone of their franchise secured through the next four years at least. He does have an early termination option after the fourth season. So the Hawks, in my opinion, have four years to continue to situate and solidify themselves as a potential contender in the NBA. And right now they're making all the right moves. I mean, we're waiting for John Collins, but they're making all the right moves to solidify their standing here in the NBA going forward. And the only other player that is eligible for an extension, and I think he'll get paid as well, depending on what happens with John Collins. I think that's why no news right now on him is Kevin Herter, who certainly, you know, exceeded my expectations from last year, really proved me wrong. I thought he was the odd guy out. He went out. He was very consistent. Uh, he, he showed some aggression on the offensive end. He got better on the defensive end, especially as an off-ball defender. He got better as a playmaker. He just got all around better, and he proved his worth on this team. And I think once John Collins' situation is solidified, I think that's where we may see a potential decision on if we're going to extend Kevin Herter or not. I would love to extend Kevin Herter, but it really right now hinges on what happens with John Collins. So, that's all the bad news right now. Again, we're on John Collins' watch. I'm going to be watching with an eagle eye, you know, the news. And I sure you will, too, to see what is going to happen with John Collins. That is a big, big thing for the Hawks this offseason. One of the most important things, in my opinion, outside of bringing back Nate McMillan, you sign John Collins. And then the third, but which, like I said, it was going to happen. I expected it to happen, was extending Trey Young. So free agency is not over for the Hawks. Like I said, John Collins is looming, but summer league is around the quarter with the draft passed. It starts this Sunday, summer league in Vegas. And ironically, that's my birthday, August 8th. So I'm going to be celebrating myself on the beach somewhere at an undisclosed location. But the Hawks will be at work. And I'm going to be keeping an eye on what's going on in Summer League on my birthday. Don't worry. I'm still going to be working on my birthday as the Hawks will start their Summer League schedule Sunday, August 8th versus the Boston Celtics, 4 p.m. Eastern time on NBA TV. Then on Tuesday, August 10th, the Indiana Pacers are the team that the Hawks are going to play at 6 p.m. Eastern time on NBA TV. Then Thursday, August 12th, Hawks will take on the team that they bounced out in the Eastern Conference semifinals, the Philadelphia 76ers 
their youngsters. I'm sure we're going to see a lot of Tyrese Maxey in that matchup. And as well as their other rookies they drafted, they will take them on 9 p.m. Eastern time on Thursday, August 12th on ESPN2. And then Saturday, August 14th, they would take on their Southeast Division rival, the Miami Heat, at 4 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN2 as well. On the roster for the Summer League team, Skylar Mays will be a part of that. Nathan Knight, rookie Jalen Johnson, who I'm excited to see. Rookie Sharif Cooper, who I'm also excited to see. And they will be coached by assistant coach Matt Hill. Oyeko Okongwu would have been on that roster if it wasn't for him needing surgery on his shoulder. But nonetheless, the Hawks are going to have a really fun team to watch with all these young prospects. As I said, I'm really excited that we're going to have a G League team for these young players to get some minutes and work on their skills and their confidence here in the league and continue to develop. And it's going to be fun to watch in the summer league. And right now, Cam Reddish is not included on that roster. And that's garnered some mixed reactions for me. I think with the injuries that have occurred for Cam Reddish, I don't think you risk it. If you did play him in summer league, do like some of you know the other teams in the past, you know, maybe play that player one or two games and then shut him down. But in my opinion, it's not really worth it. Let him continue to get healthy. He knows what he needs to work on. He can work with his personal trainer. He can work with, you know, the medical staff to make sure that he is in good condition to train and just continue to work on his game, watch film, all that he needs to do. Reps are always great for players. You can never replace, obviously, training for live reps. But I'm not upset that Cam Reddish is not on this roster. Just continue to get healthy and continue to improve. We need a full year out of you. I said I need 60 668 games out of Cam Reddish next year uh, to really put together a solid, you know, body of work to justify potentially extending him. Or as we saw, he was shopped around trade deadline last year and leading into the draft this year. He needs to, he has the least amount of film out of Herder and Hunter. He needs to solidify himself as far as his standing on this team. So excited for summer league. We got John Collins' watch. Congratulations again, Trey Young. Glad to get Solo back. Welcome to Atlanta, Gorgie Dang. And DeLon Wright, whenever that is official. You know, the Hawks have made some very solid moves this year uh, in free agency. Not the big splash they made last year. This year was more about filling needs and keeping this core intact. A big piece of that is John Collins, as I said. So I'm going to continue to monitor that. I'm sure that you will as well. And if you love what you heard today, give us five stars. Give us a good review. Share it. Tell everybody about the hottest new podcast covering the Atlanta Hawks. Share it with fellow Hawks fans, Georgia sports fans, NBA fans, basketball fans, whoever is willing to listen to my voice talk about the Atlanta Hawks, share it with them, and have them follow us on Twitter at HoopBallHawks on Twitter. That is at HoopBallHawks. Follow myself, Brad Jarrett, 67 on Twitter. That is Brad, J-A-R-R-E-T-T, 67. Be on the lookout for my episode with Corbin. It was a great episode. I think you Hawks fans will enjoy some of my takes and some of my pre-free agency thoughts before, obviously, the madness happened over the last 24 hours and just 
the bright outlook for this team. And I'm really excited to cover this team. I'm excited to continue to give you content. I am going to continue to work until I leave for vacation, you know, this weekend. But then when I come back, we're going to hit it hard again with Summer League and talk about obviously foreshadowing whenever camp comes and the roster that's going to be put together going into the 2021-22 season for the Atlanta Hawks. So with that, your wifey's favorite podcast host is out and back to John Collins Watch along with you. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.